Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today we're talking about psychic protection, a perfect follow-up episode to last week's ghost episode, so if you were a little freaked out, wanting to know how to protect yourself, here we go. Protection and boundaries were definitely something that I lacked and had very little knowledge about when I was experiencing spirits and ghosts appearing to me without my permission. By now you've heard some of those stories. If this is your first episode that you're listening to and you're curious to hear more about that, you can listen to episode 13 and episode one to hear a little bit more about those stories and what that was like. So I had no protection, no boundaries because I was too afraid to actually just face that I had these abilities. So I did nothing in terms of research and learning about it. If I had done that, I would have found ways to protect myself easily. One of the things that has been the most life-changing for me since developing and working with these abilities is that now I have the tools to create protection and boundaries so that less crazy, scary, weird things happen to me now because I have the tools I need to protect myself. I'm not perfect, so some funky stuff can still sneak through every now and then, but I'm much more prepared, grounded, and protected now than I was when I wasn't actively working with my abilities. One of the things that I found after taking a few, just a few classes, maybe after maybe three classes, not even courses, just classes, was that I really stopped having, you know, things appeared to me at night, waking up at night feeling like there was people in the room, all of that stuff, because I was finally really working on grounding and protection and I had stronger boundaries up. So it was definitely something that I found to be an almost immediate benefit of actually opening the door and working with these abilities. So we'll go through a few different ways of protection or different types of protection today, but first we should define what psychic protection is and when you should use it. I would describe psychic protection as steps you take to protect your energy from any foreign or negative energy that you might encounter throughout your day. Based on that definition, when should you use it? Ideally, daily. So first, let's talk about crystals. I love myself a good crystal. So here are a few great crystals for grounding and protection. Hematite, obsidian, onyx, smoky quartz, black tourmaline, and shungite. There are other stones and crystals that can be used as protection, but in my research, these seem to be the most popular ones. I personally keep two chunks of black tourmaline on my bedside table. I find that I feel slash am the least protected when I'm sleeping, so I put them next to my bed, and it just helps me feel extra grounded, extra protected, and I also have another black tourmaline that I keep with me in sort of my um, reading. I have a specific little bowl of crystals that I keep with me for readings, and I have a chunk of black tourmaline in there that I keep with me. Fun fact about smoky quartz, it was the first crystal that I ever bought. I was at a farmer's market and someone there was selling crystals. This was way back when I had zero crystal knowledge and was not working with my abilities at all, obviously. I wasn't really sure which one to pick. I was sort of just looking at them, thinking they were cool, you know, that type of thing. 
and she encouraged me to pick whichever stone called to me. So I ended up picking up a smoky quartz and my intuition definitely knew and was telling me that I needed a little bit more protection and grounding in my life. So I still have it. It's sitting right next to me as we record. And yeah, it's a great little stone that's been with me for quite a long time now. And if you want to learn more about crystals and some of their uses and meanings, how you can use them for reading and stuff like that, episode 10 with Colby is a great place to start. Some of the grounding crystals that Colby mentioned in that episode are hematite, lava rock, obsidian, garnet, carnelian, tourmaline, and bronzite. So a few crossovers from the list I mentioned, a few new ones in there. Take whatever calls to you. That's, you know, one of the things that Colby also mentions in that episode is, and sort of what my little story about smoky quartz harkens back to is that if you want to walk into a crystal shop, don't even look at, you know, the definition of the stone, what it can do for you or its properties. Just see what you want to pick up and what calls to you. And that can give you a little bit hint about maybe what's next for you to work on, maybe a little bit of what you need more of in your life and stuff like that. So next, let's talk about grounding and protection within your mind's eye. So this is more of like using imagery and your own energy for your protection. So your mind and your mind's eye or your third eye are so powerful and a perfect place to start to protect your energy. One thing I love about this, it's free. All you need is your mind and your own energy to make it work. I've learned some really fantastic ways of grounding and protection from classes that I've taken, and now I'm in a good place where I can get to play with those things and make them a little bit more of my own if I want to day by day. So if you're first working on your grounding and protection, it might be like a little bit more rigid, but as you get used to it and can play with your energy a little bit more, your practice will probably grow, it might change, and you know, it'll be more more fun to work with. You can really work with your intuition and feel what you need that day and change it up accordingly. So there are a number of ways to ground yourself. I try to remember to ground my energy in the morning when I wake up and before I go to sleep at night. Uh, That's ideal. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but it's what I try to do. There are a few ways you can do that. I imagine roots growing out of the bottoms of my feet and my root chakra and sort of plugging into the earth's core. You can imagine uh, that like a heavy anchor is tied around your waist as and it as it falls to through the earth's core as it's anchoring you to that earth as well. Or you can simply sit or lay down and feel your own weight sinking into the earth and say, I am grounded and protected by Earth's healing energy. Whenever I do any of these methods, I always pair it with that phrase for extra validation, just because I like to do it. If this grounding technique doesn't resonate with you, no worries. There are other ways. Being in nature is a great way to get grounded. Go on a walk. Go touch grass. Touch a tree. Spend time tending your house plants. Something like that. After you've grounded your energy, it's time to add a layer of protection. My favorite is bright white light. To me, it's just really easy to work with. So what I like to do is imagine a sort of egg-shaped light surrounding me. I don't know why it's egg-shaped. I just like the shape. Um, So I imagine that within my mind's eye that it's surrounding me. And when it's surrounding me, I sort of go in and I push it out 
a little bit further from my body, almost like just to give my body some room to move around in it almost. I don't really know why I do that, but I push it out probably about an arm's length away from me. So it's shining, you know, through and out. So I'm really surrounded by it and I have some room to move about within it. And when I'm going to sleep at night after I've grounded, I will also imagine white light flowing around me, that same sort of egg shape. I don't really push it out that much when I'm going to go to sleep. I don't feel like I need to. And then I also imagine that white light throughout my bedroom, just sort of flooding the whole room with white light, almost like the lights are on, a little bit brighter, a little bit whiter um, than, you know, my lights. But that's what I imagine. And then if I'm feeling up for it, I do try to flood my whole apartment with it. So I'll see it flowing out of my room, flowing up the walls, flooding the hallway, pushing out any negative energy that might be lingering in the house from that day, almost like a light cleanse for the house. And sometimes I will see the light sort of pushing out like darker or negative energy from the house. And when that does happen, I just imagine the light pushing it as far away from me and the house as I can. Sometimes I like shoot it up to the sky with the light, you know, just like really get it out of there. So if you are doing something like that and you do kind of see like some stuck energy or some darker energy, that's what I do. I just like continue pushing it out with this light. Sometimes for more protection, I sort of conjure up this cage type image made of pure light and place it over the bed. Cage isn't really like the best word for it because it feels very constricting, but um, maybe a cover is a better word. So it's like kind of like this gridded light cover that I put over the bed just for like extra strength, extra strong protection, like nothing can get through that. Just I'm really setting the intention there. Like here is my boundary. You won't be entering. So that's what I do if I'm really feeling like I need something extra. If imagery isn't your thing, like you have trouble seeing within your mind's eye, you can always use statements like, I am grounded and protected by Mother Earth's healing energy. I'm protected by love and light. Nothing negative is allowed in my space. I banish any negative or foreign energy from my house. Things like that. Statements can be very powerful. And if your mind's eye isn't trained to like see or um, be able to create this imagery, statements like that are... They work great and are very effective. There are also ways to physically protect yourself and your space. Smoke cleansing and water cleansing are both popular ways of cleansing and protection. Now, these are more about what we're going to talk about is more about cleansing than protection, but I feel like cleansing and protection go hand in hand. Just like grounding and protection go hand in hand, they sort of all meld together to create sort of a three-pronged strategy for protecting your energy. So when I'm doing anything cleansing, I like to light a candle to invite the light in. So you can always pair that with a statement of intention. I usually do. I light this candle and I invite only love and light in, something like that. You can smoke cleanse with incense, palo santo, sage, or other herb bundles. Please be cognizant here of closed, sacred, and cultural practices. Do your research. Personally, I'm just not interested in being part of exploiting or extincting indigenous people's sacred plants. I personally stay away from using sage and palo santo for this reason. That's just my opinion, and and that's my opinion in my own practice. I think this is a great opportunity if you are interested in using smoke cleansing as a method to 
look to your own cultural background and do some research into what your ancestors were doing. Were they using cedar? Were they using lavender? Other herb bundles? Take a look. You'll probably find something really cool and you'll probably find something that resonates more with you and your background than, you know, going into another culture's background with their sacred plants. So do some research of your own and figure out, you know, what were your ancestors using way, way, way back and bring that forward into your own practice. Take a look. If I'm using a physical cleanser, I do tend to use water. Something that I would like to do is sort of look at my ancestry and what they might have been using for smoke cleansing. Maybe they weren't. I don't really know yet. Um, But that's definitely on my list of things to do. So I'll keep you updated on that if I find something cool. But um, yeah, I just tend to use and like water. do use like a spray throughout rooms and then I use a spray as well mist spray as well before and after readings for like cleansing and getting myself ready for reading as well. So there are some lovely infused sprays on the market, you know, infused with crystals, intentions, oils in them for cleansing your space. So go ahead and do some research on that. I have one that I was gifted to me by my sister. It is the Meraki Moon Herbals is the brand and it's own meditation mist. And I love it so much. It's so cleansing and so lovely. So yeah, do some research. If you do want to do water cleansing, there are some great mist and sprays on the market. So um, another option for water cleansing that has been mentioned by some guests on the podcast is Florida water. I have never tried it myself, but definitely want to try it sometime. So Florida water, you can pour it in your bath for cleansing. You can Um, I know some people cleanse their tarot decks with this. They cleanse their hands maybe before using their tarot decks, Um, cleansing crystals with it, cleansing their house using, you know, a spray bottle. So also a great option. I also want to note that you don't need to use all of these tools at once. Choose a few basic and powerful things to you that work for you and create a little morning and evening routine from them around for yourself. For me, I have a little piece of paper that sits on my bedside table that has a very basic morning and evening routine for me to do. So I see it and remember to do it. Something that I got really overwhelmed with with when I started enhancing these abilities and doing this work was the grounding and protection. Obviously, it was really important for me to do. I wanted to really work on that, but I there were so many tools that I just almost didn't know where to start and I got a little bit overwhelmed. So Something that really helped me was just writing the most basic things to do and keeping it by my bedside table as a reminder. Sometimes I add different things in if I'm feeling like I need more protection that day or, um, you know, I want to be a little bit more open that day intentionally, but establishing a basic everyday protection and grounding routine is never a bad idea, especially if you're just opening yourself up to your abilities. I would say this is where to start just to make sure you're not linking in with anything funky or trickster or, you know, something like that. And one interesting thing that I was thinking about when I was doing this research and putting together this episode is that when I was young, I actually was using some of these tools that I talked about earlier without even realizing that they were psychic tools. I remember when I was young, sometimes I just out of the blue, out of nowhere, I would get really scared at night. And I felt like there was somebody in my room or something in my room and I just couldn't sleep and I was so scared to open my eyes and I was scared of the dark and it was just a terrible time. I would just feel afraid. So looking back, there was, maybe there was something 
that I was sensing, but obviously I had no idea at the time about my abilities or how to use them. I was, I'm talking really like 10 years old or younger when I'm talking about this experience. So when I was afraid at night in my mind's eye, I would visualize my room and then cover it with this bright white light. Like it was completely lit and shining with light to protect me in my room. Sometimes I would imagine angels or like guard type people standing on either side of my bed to protect me too. So I was using some of these tools without even realizing it. And I'll thank my intuition and my guides for gently nudging me that way and helping me figure out how to do that out of nowhere and giving me that idea. So I invite you to look back in your own life and think about some of the times where you might have inadvertently used these tools that we talked about today, because you'll probably find that you have. That's all I have for you today on protection. Maybe we'll have a guest on for this topic specifically too, but out of this, I, I, you know, if I'm going to leave you with one thing to help you open your door this week, I would say create a little protection plan for yourself. Grab a piece of paper, write a short morning routine. Maybe you want to buy a crystal, go do that. But write a little short morning routine and evening routine for yourself and see if you can just get into the swing of it. Put it by your bedside table and just see if it works out for you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want more from Opening the Door Podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. And remember, don't be afraid to open your door.